Hey friends, welcome to Wild Confidence Podcast, where we help one another find, keep, and share our confidence in Christ. I'm your host, Ainsley B. It's an honor to bring you some inspiring conversations with amazing guests. Before we hear today's conversation, I want to kindly ask if you'd leave a five-star review and share this episode with a friend who might like it. I'd also love to connect on Instagram, so find me at Ainsley B. Okay, I can't wait anymore. Let's get to know our guest. Mac Bridges and Ken Durham are two best friends teamed up for Jesus. Whether they're podcasting or writing Bible studies, their mission is to show girls all over how fun following Jesus can be. They're kingdom dreamers who love having fun and sharing some laughs. They may just become your new best friends. Thank y'all so much for hanging out today. I'm so excited um, to have you both on. Okay, so I remember going to the bell tower and everybody like cramming in for the beginning of delight and um, I guess the genesis of it. And I've loved being able to stay up to date with all the fun things y'all are doing now and since college. Um, So what are y'all working on right now that you're most excited about? Ooh, oh my gosh. (laughs) Top of mind. I was like, uh, Honestly, we just started TikToking. And <laughs> I was gonna say the same thing, kids. I was like, TikTok. Awesome. <laughs> we are like, we honestly dragged our feet forever. We're like, no, we don't want to be on another app. This is so annoying. But now we're kind of obsessed. I don't know. Wait, yeah. what is your what is the handle? Uh it's like for the girl. For the girl. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. It's so funny. We both are really into, I made Ken's, I said Ken's, we were both going to post every day for like a certain number of weeks, like get, just go for it. I was like, it doesn't even have to relate to what we do. Like we just got to try it out. And we've actually been dying laughing at ourselves. It's been a very uh, entertaining experiment for sure, but it's actually super fun because we had one you know, kind of pop off about our podcast actually. And it's just really cool to see girls saying like, I was looking for this podcast. Like I was literally looking for a faith-based podcast. And then you guys popped up with my for you page. And I'm like, yeah, God can use anything. Won't he do I love it? it. Mm-hmm. Won't he do it? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, that's so fun. I'm obsessed with TikTok. I started TikToking um during quarantine. Oh. And oh, you've been I'm, at it way longer than us. We I'm need addic- to learn like, I'm so addicted. I'm so addicted. But mine is all <laughs> Enneagram. So it's all Enneagram content. Mm. Okay. Wait, that's okay. fun. Okay. okay. You need, we need to follow her. I don't know if we do. We haven't like really like dug deep yet. So. Oh yeah. We, no, I we mean, are it's total TikTok grandmas. We don't know what we're doing. <laughs> it's hilarious. <laughs> I still, I still struggle with it sometimes, but it's so fun to figure out. And then I'm like, the sounds are oh they crack me up and especially whenever I'm thinking of it I'm thinking of it on like the lenses of personalities and stuff like that so it's so funny to just hear like all the different um I don't know aspects of these sounds and kind of the different personalities so I love the yellow on TikTok it's so fun and there's like it's like I don't know I feel like you find little pods of almost like not cult followings. That's probably the wrong word, but like, I guess communities is the more appropriate word, but like these communities are intense. Really? Oh my God. I think so. (laughs) We don't know yet, but I agree. Yeah. Like people are, they're like, 
what liking commenting recreating and stuff yeah but they they will like be friends with each other and then they will like defend you to the death like yes if you have, like, oh, a like, hater, that's true <laughs> they will defend you if they like follow you for a while they're like no <laughs> she is the best or you know whatever they are yeah, amazing yeah. Da, da, da. and I'm like I love that's it right people <laughs> yeah there's like my people <laughs> oh yes, I love it so much yes oh, yeah so Thinking about like personality types, which is what I was obviously talking about with TikTok, y'all have the dating uh, personality types. I want to know, that we're going back a little bit because I know that that's, y'all have had it for a while, but this mm-hmm. season of Wild Confidence, all about dating and relationships. And I want to know how y'all came up with those and what that process was like. Yes. Okay. Such a good question. And I love it because, you know, when we went to Belmont <laughs> that Enneagram was everything at the time, you know, like, yeah, everybody yeah, was yeah. like, what's your Enneagram? It was like, you'd introduce yourself in class and it would be like, I'm Mackenzie. I'm an eight, you know, that was just <laughs> yeah. the thing. we all yeah. related to each other through Enneagrams back in the day and still to this day. But, um, and Ken's and I were sitting around and we were talking one day, we we're sitting in our office. We had just graduated from college, like I think six months before. And we had been so frustrated for the longest time that it felt like all people wanted to ask us about were dating relationships. Like sometimes girl Christian Bible studies turn into the dating show and it's just all you talk about. And we Mm -hmm. had tried to be really intentional from the beginning with creating delight that we didn't want delight to be the ministry that just talked about boys the whole time. Like we really wanted it to be a place where you were going deeper with Jesus. So we very Mm -hmm. intentionally didn't have any of our content. None of our books that we talked about in our weekly meetings were like boy stories or breakup stories or things like that. Um, And it was awesome and amazing, but eventually we realized we kind of had a hole. We had a gap because this was something that especially college girls were dealing with and were needing help with, and they were needing a better perspective on it, a perspective that was going to help them approach dating and relationships, something they deeply desired through the lens of how Jesus might call them to enter into it. Um, Because sometimes when we look at the word, there's not much there, or we think there's not much there. And so we're like, how do you do this? It's gray. And it is gray. But we just thought, how cool would it be to kind of help girls notice their tendencies? And how do those tendencies in dating and relationships often reflect the way that we relate to God himself and learning through both of them? And so we sat down and we were like, okay, We've been on enough coffee dates with college girls. We've heard enough boy stories. We've heard enough breakups, crushes, all the things. We think we know the types of daters out there. And so we literally like hold up in our office for two weeks, had a giant whiteboard and we whiteboarded out these six dating personalities. And we still think it might be the best thing we've ever done. It felt like a download, like, you know, those Holy Spirit downloads, but a really funny one because it wasn't like super profound where we look like scholars. It was like, yeah, God downloaded some um, dating personality type quiz to us, which we love. So, But seriously, it's so fun. Like I remember, I remember, um, I think I like took the little, there was like a little quiz and I took it and I felt like it was pretty darn accurate. So I feel like y'all did an amazing <laughs> job. Wow. How, can, is, how can people find out their type and do all that, that whole process? 
they can find it on our website. So if you go to forthegirl.com, there's like a little link just straight on there. You'll find it on there, but you have to take it. It's simple and easy. And then you'll be obsessed and you're getting all, you'll get all your friends to take it. You'll be like, and honestly, it, the good part is, or like the more meaningful part, I guess, it really does translate into like how our relationship with Jesus and like our tendencies that we have. Like, are we sometimes like, scared to open up with him or are we sometimes like uh, fearful of him or are we like there's so many different things and so I feel like you learn not only about your dating site but also about a little more about your relationship with Jesus which is really sweet so yeah you have to take it <laughs> for sure um, what, well, and I want to echo what you're saying. Cause I really do think that a lot of times whenever we are in relationships that we do kind of it's communication styles too, like receiving love, giving love, That's communication it. styles, all of those things play into our faith role and how we're communicating to the Lord. So that's a hundred percent, um, such a good tool because it's almost like the, the gateway tool to, to understanding your communication yeah. with the Lord is how your relationships are. I don't know how you communicate there. Yeah. Okay. Which ones are y'all? <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm, the flirt. I'm the flirt. So your tendencies are like, you want, like, you want all this attention, but you're afraid of commitment. So that's like the key there. I, I do feel like they're a little bit harder to resonate when you're like, when you become, when you're married. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Recently we like tried to we, we did a little podcast series about each type and we were pulling them back up and I was like, okay, yeah, obviously I was like the flirt when I was dating, but I'm probably not a flirt anymore while yeah. being married. <laughs> we help. <laughs> yeah. We help. Yeah. Okay. Anyways. Yeah. Yes. And then, um, my dating type was the independent. And so the independent was like the girl who you don't need no man, you know, you're out here chasing your dreams, like doing the thing, all this stuff. But deep down, if someone kind of stripped away the layers, there is this deep desire for love and to be in a relationship, but you cover it up with this kind of tough outer exterior. Um, and it was a fun one because it kind of it had to read my mail as it read like all the mails of the other independent girls out there. And it's a funny one, one who doesn't yeah. want to be vulnerable, let's just say. <laughs> Which I know I'm just keep bringing it up because it's on my head, but that really, really sounds similar to your Enneagram types, which is kind of fun. Yes, it so is. <laughs> it's true. For true. Yeah. 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 I think when I took it, mine was the flirt too. And I remember reading it and being like, oh man, that really is it. Like, yeah, that's true. But yeah, I mean, yeah, once you're married, yeah. it, it shifts ever so. I mean, it does shift, but it also like, I don't know. I still kind of see it, not even maybe flirt anymore, but like charm, mm -hmm. if you will. Yeah. Like, and my husband's the same way. Look, let me tell you something. If uh, it's going to get us an upgrade at a hotel or something, go ahead, flirt. Go ahead, flirt a little bit. <laughs> like, if you're going to get us the suite, like, I mean, like, turn it on. I'm yeah. not, I'm, I'm not going to. It's a gift. It's a gift. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I need to be doing that more often. Like, yeah, seriously. It's, it's bring like it back, the, kids. The, the charm. Y'all. 
it is happening. I am so excited to finally bring you the book that I've been working on called Don't Date a Boo Boo Dude. It is a guide to raise your standards, realize your worth, and remove shame from the dating game. I'm writing this book on a mission that girls everywhere will embrace a wild confidence in their identity in Christ and fulfill the calling that God has placed on their lives. Y'all, it's time to raise the bar, link arms, and fix our crowns. The book is available now. Go get it on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, all the places, all the things. I'm so excited to share this with you. Okay, so when I ask Instagram like what they want to ask you specifically, a lot of people put the dating and um, personality types information. And then they also wanted to know a little bit more about your love stories. So can y'all share a little bit about your journeys from single to married? Yeah. Mac, do you want to go? Do you want me to go? (laughs) Yes, I can jump off. I can get it started. Yes. Okay. So I feel like mine starts with being the independent. I was (laughs) that girl for so long. Like, Um, And I really found that I used my kind of career, if you will, like ministry, delight for the girl, all the things to almost distract myself. I had this desire to be in a relationship, like I'm such a family girl. I love my family, like had these dreams of building my own family, but was so afraid of rejection and so afraid of like just getting hurt that like, you know, what I can control is my work. And so I would just put all my time and energy and effort into that and my worth in that and my value in that. And for the longest time, it was great. Like we were going places, we were doing things, like was having successes and wins. But at the end of the day, I would go home every night and would just like feel so lonely and alone. And as my friends' seasons began to change and they were, you know, meeting their people and getting married, I was just like, is it ever going to happen for me? And to be honest, I started getting pretty bitter at God. I was like, God, I'm getting older and older. And I have committed so much of my life to like serving you. And I have sacrificed for you. And what do I have to show for it? Lord, like, what do I have to show for it? Like what my heart really desires. And I think I was in that cycle for a really long time. And when you have some bitterness built up, like it totally walls off your heart. And I felt like my heart was like pretty walled off for the longest time. So there was a like processing that hurt and that bitterness that I had to do first that I'm really thankful that I was able to do because then when my now husband showed up, like I was ready to go. (laughs) And um, it's a funny story. I'll try to tell it super quickly, but essentially I met my now husband through ministry through for the girls. So we started hosting these things called single ladies nights. And they were like, it was during COVID. So it was like zoom sessions and we would just encourage women in their singleness. Um, But one thing we would do is at the beginning, we would do like live matchmaking. So we'd pick like three, three guys that we knew that were like awesome Christian guys. And we'd pick three girls from the zoom call and we'd make them go on like a little five minute date in front of everybody. And, um, they were so funny, so hilarious, so cringy, but like, so intriguing at the same time. You couldn't look yeah. away. Um, like a reality show so for the second you're in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That you're watching live. So for the second one, we, um, invited our, a girl who worked with us, invited one of her friends. And I knew of him because like, I kind of heard word around town that like he, he had noticed me, I guess you could say, and like had asked some people about me. 
But the funny thing was that he was six years younger than me. So I was like, oh, this kid, like not interested, you know? (laughs) Um, But then on the call, I like kind of noticed him a little bit and was like, oh, he seemed pretty confident, all the things. And so we ended up kind of like, he went on a date with another girl and I was the one who like introduced this date and was like, here's Tyler going on a date with blah, blah, blah. It was hilarious. But we ended up kind of connecting afterwards and he uh, asked me if I wanted to FaceTime a couple nights later. And I was like, this will be good because I can kind of like, you know, cut it down, like yeah, shut it off, down. be like, yeah. no, 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 no. But we got on this call and it was like two hours. We probably talked for two hours and it was literally like God just like almost speaking all these things that I had given up on that I was like, there's no way that I'm ever going to meet a guy that like meets that little quiet desire in my heart. It was like, God was like, bam, 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 bam. Here's this and this and this that you thought was too much. And this that you thought was like never going to happen impossible. And it was almost like in those two hours, God just like raised my expectations back up. And it was like, this is my God. This is like what he speaks over me, what he sees in me and like what he wants for me and my heart. And it was so cool. And so, yeah, so we started dating like two weeks later and we got engaged like nine months later and then got married just two months ago. So yeah, it's been a whirlwind, but so fun. (laughs) That is amazing. And I love that you mentioned the, like the little stuff I have, um, in the book that I just wrote, I kind of talk a little bit about Justin and I's story and how I had this like, you know, husband list that we made in youth group or whatever and kind of stick it in your your Bible and pull it out whenever you want to pray for your future husband. And I always had that like idea of my list, quote unquote, of things that I was looking for. But there was also those little things that I left off because I didn't want it to be like too much for God. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry, creator of the universe. You probably can't handle this. <laughs> you <laughs> yes. probably wouldn't be able to find, you know, a guy that even just the tiniest things would whisper into my heart, just exactly what I yeah. just want, you know, like, or, or yeah. think like, wow, that would be really amazing if he had this one little trait. And yeah. ju- just like you said, like, that's exactly what I found. Yeah. Like whenever um, I met Justin, I was like, wait a second you wait a second you too wait yeah yeah wait like you too on this yeah wait what (laughs) so I love that you said that because it makes me feel like we can I don't know like we can truly ask for the desires of our heart but the Lord like we can trust him that much yeah that yeah meet those yeah what I loved about my whole situation with Tyler was that he was all of those things but let me tell you he came in a package that I did not want to open, you know, I was like, I was like, absolutely not. Like I can remember when we first started, like I was so ashamed and embarrassed that he was six years younger than me. I was like, what are people going to think? Like, um, it's going to be weird. All of these different things. And I think that's just such a good reminder that like, I think when we're trusting God with our stories and we're trusting God with our love stories, essentially like knowing that he can make the most crazy wildest desires of your heart come true, but it might show up in a different package than you imagined it. Yeah. Like you might miss it if you don't 
ask God to give you eyes for it. And you ask God to like Mm -hmm. do the unexpected, do the things that'll surprise you. And so I love that, that kind of juxtaposition of like, God can give you everything you've ever imagined and dreamed of, but it's going to look totally different than you ever dreamed and imagined. And that Mm -hmm. is the beautiful part of God writing your love story. Yes, absolutely. And you get handing over the pen and being like, yeah, not, I don't want to be the author. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. That's so good. Ken, tell us about yours. Oh, no, uh, go ahead. Say what you're about to say. I uh, just going to say, yeah, especially like, especially some of those external things that like matter, but maybe not as much. Like, I feel like mm-hmm. for Mac, like the age thing, of course it could matter, but in this situation, because of his maturity, it like didn't matter. So then it's just a matter of getting over what maybe you, these like kind of superficial things that you like yeah. always thought you needed or whatever. And I think it's important. We talk a lot to girls that are like, I'd only date a guy that's exactly a foot taller and loves the Colts or whatever. And you're just like, okay, love that. And he will surprise you. And the little things do matter, but like <laughs> you kind of have to be open-minded to see like good character, you know, um, for sure. I'm obsessed with Tyler. He's awesome. You would never think he was six years younger. And he did come in a good package. I'll let Tyler, I'll just speak to Tyler right now. He he physically came in a very good package. Um, He's a cute man, a handsome, a handsome. A handsome 22-year-old. <laughs> hey, he's 23 now. 23, oh, Sorry about that. Yeah, 23, 23. Oh, I for sure, people are like, wait, people ask me all the time, they're like, wait, how old is Tyler? And I'm like, 21. <laughs> I'm Just like, for dramatic sad. effect. Yeah, for the he, he's still in high school. Yeah, high school. Oh, yeah. for sure. But super. I, I'm gonna say. Super <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'm gonna say he graduated college. He just graduated college for like the next four years, and it's yeah. fine. Mac will correct me when she's here, but. <laughs> oh my gosh. Anyways, yeah. So I'll keep it um kind of kind of short, but my dating life it's funny I've like honestly always been a boyfriend girl and it's annoying of me I don't like that I'm like that but it's true I like truly have had like I've had like a two-year-long relationship like early in high school then literally like a three-year-long relationship then a five-year-long relationship um which was insane yeah we like we met in college and then dated until a year out of college, right? The time where everybody's getting married, at least here in the South. I was like, yeah, I don't know if I want to be with this guy forever. It was really scary. Like I wanted to break up with, or I felt like I was supposed to break up with him for like eight months and just like, couldn't do it. Eight so months. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was the worst season ever. I was just like trying to do ministry and trying to like pour myself into this calling, like that I felt like God put on my life, but like was so distracted because of this guy and uncertainty and doubt and stuff like that, that I was just so scared. Like he, he was like everything, like a lot, like, you know, you're just like, am I going to have any friends? What am I going to do on the weekends? I'm making the wrong decision. Just so many questions. So it just took me so freaking long and I'm kind of talking about it lightly right now but it was definitely one of the hardest things I've been through um anyways broke it off and that was honestly really relieving just to speak to any girls who are out there maybe like wanting to break up with somebody but don't know how it's gonna feel for me it was like really relieving 
although of course it was sad and hard, it was like felt so right. And honestly, it was just because it was just a step of obedience that God was calling me to do. And anytime that you take that step, God's gonna, even though it's hard and sad sometimes, no matter what thing it might be, it will always feel like a lot of peace, like that supernatural peace that is talked about in scripture is so real in those moments. So anyways, if you're feeling called called to do that, you should just do it, get it over it. The hardest part's the the first conversation and then you're good to go. But anyway. We used to laugh all the time that like Delight had a um, uh, kind of like a reputation around Belmont that girls would go to Delight and then break up with their boyfriends after. So boys (laughs) always hated anytime their girlfriend went to Delight. Because I was like, break up with them. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, it's true. <laughs> I love it. Uh, the yeah, they didn't need to be with the booboo dudes anyway. Yeah. Because that's right. usually yeah. who it was. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we just want to be with somebody. There's a comfort there. But anyway, so yeah, I was single for probably two years, like there in the middle of my 20s, early 20s, I guess. And then I met Josh and we, we just met out and about, honestly, we met at a bar, but it was a very casual bar scene. You know, sometimes I say this and I feel like people think we were, I was on the honky tonks here in Nashville. That was not true. Um, <laughs> we did meet out and about, um, he was kind of friends of friends. So we probably would have met eventually, but we dated for two years and then, um, where it was engaged for like two and a half months and then got married so it's a quick turnaround but yeah he's awesome and yeah that's all I got there he's amazing (laughs) and I agree with all the things we were saying before he was a lot of what I thought I would or I hoped I would and prayed I would end up with um and yeah it just felt right so I love it I love Josh Mm -hmm. My book is finally coming out into the world. I am so excited. I cannot wait to share it with you. But I do know that some of you have a similar dream in your heart that you want to write a book. Y'all, I can tell you how to do it. I can tell you how to do it in four months or less and you're gonna get it done and you're gonna write the book of your dreams. So if you go to ainsleybritton.com and click the field guides, there is one specifically called how to write a book. So check it out. Get your book done in three to four months and bring it out into the world. We need your words. It's time. Let's do it together. Check out the field guide and let me know what you think. Okay. So you each said something that I'm like, okay, I feel like someone is there. Someone is probably like, oh, I'm, I'm, that's where I'm at. And Mac, you said bitter at God. And then Ken's used, you were talking about the risk of obedience is probably how I would phrase it. So can you each kind of speak to those two things? I know that was kind of like not in our little list of questions, but I was like, man, I bet someone right now is bitter at God. And I bet someone right now is wondering if the risk of obedience is worth it. Mm -hmm. So can y'all kind of just speak on that or give advice to that? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, bitter at God. I feel like I was a hundred percent there, and I think what happened for me was that the, for the longest time I stuffed it down and I buried it in my heart, and then it began to eat away at me. And I think for me, the moment of freedom came in confession. 
it was, okay, God, I got to get really honest with you. And like, I got to like kick and scream for a second almost (laughs) because I kept it in a little box. I thought I kept it in a nice tidy little box, but it was literally consuming my heart over time. And so the moment that I just like took it to the feet of Jesus and dumped it out at his feet and was like, God, you deal with this. (laughs) Like You got to help me deal with this. I can't do it on my own. And that also looked like confession to some people close in my life who could keep me accountable to that. Um, but that was like the, the switch, like that was the lowest point of the valley. And then it was like the climb up and the climb was hard and it didn't happen overnight. But I think that the honesty allowed God to begin doing something new in my heart and allowed for, I feel like God to begin priming my heart and getting my heart ready for what was next. And, um, it was a really, really cool journey. And I remember one day, like I had always been the girl who was like, when you would like hear about praying for your future husband, like I'd heard about these girls who did this and wrote letters to them. And I would like try. And I felt like a phony literally every time I was like, this is not me. (laughs) Like I cannot be this girl. (laughs) And I remember one day, like I was so upset. I was so mad at God. And I was like, all right, God, I'm going to make my list or whatever it was. And I like, I wrote these, like literally like eight frustrated prayers. I was like, God, I'm going to get honest with you. And this is what, like, this is what I like asking for. And it's really cool because I mean, frustrated. I would, they were not like cute, sweet, like God protect his heart. Like they were mad prayers, but what's cool is like, I literally went back and read that list. Like you know, you go back and read your old journals. I don't know, the week before I got married, I did that. And um, I found the list and it's literally all those things. And I just think that God, like when we start getting honest with God, like God is not like, I feel like God just like looks at us and he laughs at us. And, but he's like, I'm with you. And like, I hear you and let me hold you and let me comfort you. Let me be with you in this. Like, why are you trying to do this on your own? And I think that those like, it's a surrender and it's like so beautiful because it's like when you're a kid you just lose it and like your mom has to comfort you and hold you and be like it's okay it's gonna be okay I felt like it was like my moment of losing it that God was like able to hold me and comfort me and begin preparing my heart for what he had for me and so I would say have like a holy messy surrender moment yeah Mm -hmm. That's so good. That's so good. Yeah. Okay. And speaking to the risk of obedience, you put that so much better than I did, by the way. That's amazing. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Hearing me on every podcast from this point forward, just saying the same thing. Um, But yeah, no, obedience is risky. Like there's so many unknowns on the other side of it. And it's like, so many question marks and we want all of the answers and sometimes we just got to do it and like I think yeah. about this in so many other areas of my life too like when when there's been like something that really stretches me or scares me or makes my heart beat really fast or is gonna just result in something that's more difficult like and I do it it like is always the best thing ever it's always met with honestly just like Jesus himself like you feel him so much closer when you actually like take a scary step of obedience and like that his presence on the other side of that breakup 
was like a hundred thousand times worth it. Like it was so hard for me to connect with God and to feel him when I was like, had, when I was like not taking that step and just stuck in my own ways, like it was so, so hard. It was like grueling, honestly, like every single day. And when I just did it, it was just like immediate, I already said it again, but like relief, like the supernatural peace. And like, he like, he is there on the other side of obedience more than like anywhere, because you're like, taking a step closer to him. So yeah, I think that's the best part is that like you will experience the fullness of his presence. And that is like 100% worth it. Like that totally replaced any sense of like loneliness or um, any like fear that I wouldn't meet somebody else. Like truly his presence in in that season was, was totally enough. Not to say, of course, they were like, I had to be like disciplined and not texting him. And like, you know, maybe it sucked on a Friday night when I didn't have plans. But the second I like put my attention back on him, it like all felt okay again. And it really did. That's not even like made up. It's like really, really true. So, yeah. yeah. And I love like both of these things that y'all are talking about. These topics are exactly what you were talking about in the beginning, how you didn't want delight or anything that y'all do to be just focused on boys and dating and stuff. But in those relationships and in those seasons, you learn so much about God and it's so applicable to other areas of your life. So it's really like a Trojan horse lesson, if you will, on other areas, whether it is discipline or I'm thinking of like, you know, being better at God or, or obeying in moving somewhere, uh, making a job change of, just all the other areas and all the other things that happen in life, they can, you can just apply these same lessons and these same ideas and these same wrestling and the same risk, like all of these things can be so applicable. So I just love that. And I love all the work they are doing because it applies to every area that a woman can be uh, running through with the Lord. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay. So I know that recently I've really had a lot of people um, reach out that were in their inner single season. They are probably older than the standard around them for getting married and all of those things, which um, is very annoying in the South, <laughs> I feel like. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I guess I'm wondering, do y'all have any advice or wisdom for the girl who feels like she's too old in her single season and what that looks like. Yeah. That's good. I mean, it's crazy. Both Mac and I, we got married when we were uh, 29, I guess. Maybe I was 28, but about to be 29. Um, So really late in our 20s. And um, yeah, I feel like, I mean, we do live in the South. So everybody was getting married for Mac, her home. (laughs) family but her and her brother are married so they're like you know that was the pressure there and just blah blah blah. but yeah it was although there again there were hard moments we already spoke about them we got to pursue this like calling and dream that God put up put on our hearts and we got to pursue it like wholeheartedly like full on full out like travel more like put more time into it um be more flexible and 
just like get narrowed in on like our focus, our life focus, our life motto, what's most important to us, who could be a part of that when it came to a guy, like it was like the best, most fun, fulfilling season in that way. And I just do believe in that. You can speak after this further, but like, I just do believe that there's so much purpose in your singleness for those things, like to pursue God wholeheartedly. And you might not know, like, feel like it's been a sweet blessing for us. We've had this a little bit more direction in our calling since we were really young. Cause we started this like yeah. straight out of college. So that's been a sweet blessing. And I know that there's so many women we're speaking to that are like, okay, cool. But like, I have no idea what mine is, but I still feel like in your singleness, you just have like, take this time to figure that out. Like ask the hard questions, try some new stuff that might be stretching or hard change it up, like get really like uncomfortable because you have like the, you have the flexibility, the time and capacity for that. And when you get married, it's not like it's all taken away, but like you definitely like are caring for somebody else, which like is different. And they also like, I mean, if it was up to me, I'd like move to New York city, like right now. And like, Josh isn't going to do that. So like, there's things like that, that like you can't do anymore. And so anyways, yeah. hundred percent. hundred percent. Yeah. I so agree. I think like I'm, I'm seeing it now of like, you know, there's new challenges, no matter what season that you're in. And those are really fun. And so celebrate the season that you're in right now, I think is so important, but I know as a single girl, cause I was there, it's like, I don't need to hear that one more time. You're like, that's annoying. I got it. You don't get it. And I'm like, I get it. Cause that's fair. Um, but I think one thing for me, the one thing that I try to remember in my season of singleness, and it's something I, I take into every year of my life, but it's something I think was really applicable for me and dating and relationships is, um, just what I call having an open heart and open hands. And so the distinction for me there is I think oftentimes we're really good at having one of them open and closing the other yeah. off to what God might want to do. And so, um, for example, like I might have an open heart and I might say like, God, I'm ready. Like, I really want to meet someone. I really like, I'm ready. My heart is open and ready, but I close my hands. I'm like, but I'm not going to do anything about it. God, like you're going to have to drop them off my front door. Like there's no way, like I am just going to be sitting here. And it's like, God's like, no, no, no. I need you to open up your hands to what I might want to do. Would you get out of your comfort zone? Would you step out? Would you take risks? Um, so that I can bring things together for you. And then on the flip side, I think sometimes we, um, we like open our hands up and we like almost take the control. Like, I don't know if you've ever had those moments where you're like lonely and you're like, and you're like, I'm getting on a dating app. I got to meet someone or whatever, you know, and you take things into your own hands and you start to do it in a way. And not that I think dating apps are totally fine, but I think it's like, sometimes we do it in a way where we're trying to control our own story, but we shut off our hearts and we're like, but I don't want to date that guy. Like, no God, like I wanted to date somebody, but that guy, like, absolutely not. Like, I'm going to shut my heart off to that. I'm going to protect my heart from that. And so I think there's something really beautiful to every day waking up and really intentionally opening up your heart to whatever God might want to do. And then opening your hands and saying, God, lead me guide me, like help me to get out of my comfort zone. And I think as single women, it's a really beautiful posture 
for God to work and to move and to do the extraordinary, to do the miraculous. And it's just our job every single day to wake up and say, all right, God, today, open heart, open hands to how you might want to move. Yeah. I love that so much. I think you just titled this um, podcast episode because it's so good. And it's such a good reminder. And again, like I know I just said this earlier, but like in so many other areas, just in every area, like that makes me think, okay, like with whatever this next season looks like with motherhood, like what's open heart, open hands look like? What does um, career-wise, what does open hands, open heart look like? What does a move to a new city look like? You know, all of these things. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is amazing. I love this so much. Mm. Um, so I appreciate that. Okay. I, I want everyone to know all the places y'all are, all the things you're doing. We already talked about TikTok um, and a little bit of your website, but where are, where where can we keep up with you always? Yes. Okay. So our Instagram is at for the girl underscore underscore. We have three underscores. I don't know when we're going to like try to not have them, but I kind of like them now. Like it's kind of funny to be like three underscores. Um, so that's at for the girl. Um, if you're in college and you are looking for community, you have to check out the light. We have chapters on over 200 college campuses across the country. And it is an amazing place just to find other women who are seeking after the heart of Jesus and going through all these things that you're going through through. I mean, delight totally changed my life when I was in college and I'm still living off like the high of that community and that relationship with Jesus that I found in that. Um, and then we also have a podcast called for the girl that is just like our fun, wild place to just like talk about all the things, all the hard stuff. Um, and then I guess the last one thing is we have a, a Bible study for college women that is coming out in October, October, I think, um, with Lifeway that I can't tell you about what the title is because I don't think we've said anywhere, but um, we're really, really excited about that. One of our biggest passions is just helping women fall in love with the word of God and to know and to understand it for themselves and to realize that like the Bible doesn't have to be this scary place where we like have to pretend to like it. You can actually love it and encounter Jesus with it every single day. So I love that so much. That's so good. Thank y'all so much for hanging out with us and all of the amazing wisdom that you um, shared today. And we're just so thankful. Yes. Thank you. This is so much fun. You're the best. (laughs) Hey, thanks so much for hanging out today. I pray that you're able to see yourself how the Lord sees you so you can hold your head a little higher and shine your confidence a little brighter. I would so appreciate if you would leave a review, subscribe, and share this with a friend. And of course, I want to stay connected with you. Find me on Instagram at Ainsley B. And my website is AinsleyBritton.com. See y'all later.